Incredible. We're recording. I've hit record. We've got to wait for Ricky finishes the uh, finishes workout session, haven't we? Listen it up. <laughs> Have you seen Ricky's back? We were just talking about Ricky's back. Did, did you see that mm, shot? Yeah, man, he's insane. I like. I, I love. I've been a fan of his physique for a long time, like, even before I turned pro. It was crazy. Yeah, I, th- I think he's come on such a long way. We were literally just talking about um, Ricky and Patrick because they're both from Texas. And obviously, right. neither have competed for like 18, 19 months now. But you can tell who's been working. Like, oh, Ricky yeah. has been putting some graft in. <laughs> he sure has, man. I, is he is he moving up to open? Or this is he standing is, class? Jared, you're ruining my questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Because last time I had him on was 2020. Um, and I was saying, who do you want to compete against? Like, who's your biggest, you know, rivalry competition? And he was like, Breon. So I've literally got written down Breon and then brackets once all the smoke. Breon's just moved, hasn't he? So I'm That's thinking, right. I'm thinking, is he now chasing him going, right, if you're going bigger, I'm going bigger. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. You'll have to ask him. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think Ricky wants all the smoke, doesn't he? I think that's what he wants. Yeah. That's right, man. He, Ricky, oof. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to save my comments on Ricky until he gets on, but yeah, he's, he's incredible. We'll, we'll talk about him while he's not here. He won't mind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Where, where are you based, Jared? So I'm actually in Virginia. Um, I live right outside of Virginia Beach. Um, so way on the East Coast, way on the East Coast. <laughs> So what, what what age did you turn pro? Because you've done quite a few MPC competitions, haven't you? Yeah. So I actually um, turned pro at 23 years old, uh, just last year. Yeah. So I noticed, obviously, we started talking um, around the Arnold Classic one set uh, when That's I reached right. out to you. And you were so, you looked so good, but your mindset and the messages, you were just like, you were so unsure. And I don't know if it was like so overwhelming for you. And I was like, bro, like you, you're on a big stage. Like take this yeah. in, savor this moment. When lose or you've made it to the one of the biggest stages. And that's what I was trying to say to you, wasn't it? Right. And, um, and, you, and you, I think, what did we end up finishing on? Was it like, just go and get that top five? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, Boston, um, you know, I, I was really, really excited, you know, and I, I still am excited, you know, it was a great show, amazing promotion, um, amazing, you know, everything went really, really good, but, but my, but my placing. <laughs> yeah, but the, the lineup was, was incredible. Do you know what I mean? And you yeah, made it, it you, you made it to that point. And so how many MPC shows have you, is it three or four? Yeah, so I did 19 NPC shows, actually, or 20. 19. <laughs> so on your site, I'm going to pull it up now. On your website, it's got one, two, three. It's got three listed. Three listed competitions. Yeah, those are probably yeah. my best placings. <laughs> ah, right. Okay, I see what you did. Very so small, I won, very I won four <laughs> overalls, actually. I won four overalls in the NPC. Um, and, yeah, I, I won all four in Classic, actually. So... My first overall was the 2018 Linda Murray, uh, which is in yeah. Virginia. And then I also won the National Night of Champions. I'm actually rocking that shirt today, National Night of Champions. So I won that one on that same year. And then let's see, I won the Linda Murray again <laughs> in, 20, in 2019. And then I won the Palmetto Classic last year in 2021. 
Nice. Night well. Champions is the one that went in. You, you won that T-shirt and you've got it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he, he wears that to bed as well, I reckon. He's like, any opportunity yeah, he's it. putting I it. It's like, you know, when you get the Olympia jackets, I hate it when you never see these guys, like, I don't, I don't like Venice Beach or Gold's Gym. I'd be wearing, I don't care what the weather was like, I'd be like, I'm wearing this. <laughs> I think what they do is they get the jacket and they just put it up in their trophy. <laughs> they put it up in their trophy case with everything else. I'd, I'd be wearing that to funerals, to the local shops, <laughs> anyway. Man, exactly. I'm wearing it, I'm wearing it to the grocery store. Everybody's gonna know. <laughs> so I, I, I had um when they brought the Grand Prix back to the UK, they gave me the jacket, IFBB Grand Pro. Um, I think it was a rag for my car now. I just use, use it to... I don't oh, know man. what happened to me. <laughs> Right. You, you, you can't just throw that out there, Dean. Like, Jared's going to need some context as to why you would do that. Yeah. 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 I can use some context there. I, I didn't like the jacket. Didn't like it. <laughs> so... so He's, he's, he's fibbing, he's fibbing. What actually happened, Jared, was Dean was... Were you four-time Mr. UK, wasn't it? Four-time British champion. Technically, yeah. I'd say six of them I've won, and two of them, they, they fucked me over. Um, if, you get, if, you get, if you win it three times, you can turn pro, um, and they wouldn't allow me to because I'm friends with Lee Priest, basically. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> that's oh, wow. why my trophies are on display. <laughs> <laughs> So that, I think that's why he's using the jacket to clean the car. I see, I see. It's, it's, I think it's a F you to the IFBB, that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what? It wasn't the, the IFBB, it was the, the EFBB back then. So that's right, that's it, right. The, the amateur, the English version, the only way you can become pro in uh, Britain. And back then, they only give out one pro one card. Year, one, oh, that's right. So, so did mm. Nathan Diasha take your card? Well, that, that was one of the... He didn't take my card. Well, that, 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 that's mine. I don't mean, like, to keep from you. <laughs> you. You could say that, yeah, because I reckon that year I would have won the overall and then Nathan decided to come out of retirement. He hadn't competed in about four or five years and decided wow. to turn off and he looked unbelievable and he just took it to me. <laughs> right yeah, he, he literally, like, I think, was it, like, 2014, just when he came back... And then yeah. it just, it wasn't even a V tape. It was like this crazy X tape, wasn't it? Like right. he had the quad sweep there that from the laps. He just looked it insane. Just, it was his condition though, mate. It was incredible. On, on the day, no picture does it justice. He was like granite rock hard. Um, oh, so that's when he turned pro? Yeah, really? when he that's got crazy. to do, win the British overall and then turn pro. And then he went to Kuwait for a little while and he blew up like a balloon and oh, yeah. put a lot, a lot of size on. And as you know, he looks incredible now. That's right. He I sure wonder, does. I wonder what the protocols are in that oxygen gym for like their cycles. And, just, and the no cost. Idea. Like if, if you were getting signed by oxygen gym, that's coming with such a big medical bill for, <laughs> for just your supplements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a few guys that have been there, and um, Nathan being one of them, he said he he he, he couldn't stay there. It's like prison camp. Like he, it was amazing, but uh, and people are like, "What's the secret? Why is everybody blowing up? What are they taking?" Yeah, no yeah. The, the the secret is the consistency, the zero stress, 
you're in a place, all you do is eat, sleep, train. You're told when to go to bed. You're told what to eat. You're told when to have your gear. I mean, they look after you. You've got doctors all around you. So um, stress-free environment, isn't it? But he says that they, they couldn't go and see their missus. They, they could go out. Uh, but that's why, that's why they're blowing up. That's why they're getting big. No stress, no exactly. drama. Yeah. <laughs> no you know, it reminds me a lot about like, you know, how, you know, an Olympian, you know, goes to a training camp. Yeah. You know, or, or a boxer. Or yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, like, I feel like a little bit of that structure, maybe not, not being able to see your wife or anything, but a little bit of that, I feel like just makes you even better, you know? Are you married, Jared? I have a fiance, actually. Yeah, she's not in the room, is she? You know, she's <laughs> some slipper will just come over in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I think how they they do that that structure, like like you say with a boxing camp or an Olympia camp, it makes sense, especially yeah, really if you're a few, you know, like a couple of months out from a show, just to really get everything sort of dialed in. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest with you, you know, I'm definitely not opposed to doing. You know, something like that, whether it's with O2 or whether it's, you know, just with an, you know, American or UK based, whoever, yeah. you know, kind of coach. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing is I just got to be able to do a little, just a tiny bit of freedom, <laughs> just a tiny bit. <laughs> so what's your biggest vices then? When you're, like when my- you're, yeah, your biggest vices. So what would you say like out of season is your like go to? Out of season, fast food, man. Like, like I, I, I freaking love fast food. I could eat fast food every single day, every meal if I had to. Are we talking like pizza, burgers, chicken, like, like everything, man? Oh, so just, I love. <laughs> dude, I'm like, like, I never realized I was a foodie because the thing is, before I became a bodybuilder, I, I, I had no appetite. I was like 140 pounds. You know, what I'm saying I was tiny, and I'm only five six. So you know, I was really, really, really small. Um, but ever since I became a bodybuilder, it's like, I can just eat, I can just eat and eat and eat. And it's, it's ridiculous. But in the off season, you know, like, like most guys, you know, I get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm forcing meals down. I'm trying to yeah. eat. It's like when you get ready, you know, you put your, you put your chicken and your rice down you got a bowl, a bowl this big, you know, chicken and rice. And you're like, I think I'd rather have a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just go to McDonald's, get a cheeseburger. I, I used to tell myself, oh, well, there's more calories in the burger. It makes more sense to get more calories. Exactly. It was just the wrong ones, isn't it? <laughs> it I never, I never Flex Wheeler in the making, any When when um, Flex Wheeler come over, all he does is eat pizza, burger, McDonald's. He does such junk. <laughs> My first bulk, so my first bulk, you know, as a, as a, you know, I wasn't quite a bodybuilder yet, but I was playing football. You know, my goal was to, you know, put on about 20 pounds. I was eating, I was eating like two to three. What's up, Ricky? <laughs> What's up? What's going on? We were just talking about you, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, bro? How you, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's good to see you again. Oh, yeah, man. It's good. It's been a, been a while, bro. It's, it's been a minute, hasn't it, since you've last been on? I, I yeah, was literally listening to our last podcast uh, a few weeks ago, and Jared slipped up with one of my questions that he didn't know I was going to ask anyway. <laughs> but remember, can you remember what I asked? Who you wanted to go up against? Uh, Brian. So now, given the picture you've just posted, and you're getting like massive now, are you following Brian? Am I following him? Well, he's 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 gone up, hasn't he? Uh, I yeah, I believe so. I believe he's going. Um, 
think he's moving up. Yeah. He's leaving Classic. Are, are you going to follow? Well, I was already supposed to be in 212. I was I was actually going to go to 212 in um in 2019, but um but I ended up qualifying for the 2020 Olympia at the first show of the qualifying season, so I was kind of like, damn, you know, I kind of got to hold on for a while. Otherwise, I would have already been gone. But um you know, yeah, Brianna is still somebody that I, that you know I look up to and um you know, would like to reach that level, but also I have to focus on, you know, who's the, you know, like the current champion, you know, that's who you, that's who you're aiming at. Whoever's the champion, that's who, that's who you're trying to match. You are getting very diplomatic now, Ricky. You used to be like, I want all the smoke, bring it. I'll take them all on Terrence. I'm having you. <laughs> no, those are your words. <laughs> I used to taste when he used to come on, I used to trip him up so I could get like a thumbnail and like a, a clickbait title. Yeah. Mickey, Mickey calls out Breon. Yeah, man. man hey, real yo, quick, Jay, I just yeah. wanted to say, oh, on, you, you gotta watch, you gotta watch quick, <laughs> I was gonna say real quick, Ricky. I actually just turned pro in classic on 2021. But, you know, as you, you were talking about, you know, in 2019, when you were going to move to 212 and then you won the show, you know, went over to the Olympia, man. I, I was watching that whole entire journey. So, you know, it's really, really cool to you know be here on this podcast with you, man. Oh, man, bro. I'm just a regular dude, man. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm just a regular dude, bro. That's it. Rick, Ricky's got to be one of the best pe per like people I've interviewed in the industry. Because he, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't give out this false bravado. There's no like there's no BS. It's just Ricky is Ricky, and that's all you get. And that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like why else? You know, like what else are you gonna say? You know, just be just be real about everything. That's it. All you gotta I mean, do is be real about everything, man. Have you got any tips, Dean and Ricky? Have you got any tips for Jared? Please, I'll take them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be before we get into this, right, we, we haven't met, so hi, Ricky. Um, <laughs> What's going on, bro? We, we were just having a little nose at your Instagram, and you're, just, you're there saying, I'm just a regular dude. I'm seeing a regular dude with a crazy huge back. It doesn't look so regular to me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what, uh, what are you weighing, man? Um, I'm about two, I'm about. 226. Dude, that's, that's incredible because you, you're looking more like 240, 250 on some of those pictures. And you say you make 212? Yeah, this is, I mean, um, at the Olympia, you know, the heaviest I've ever been on stage was 197. Jesus. See, I'm, I'm at 212 yeah. and now you, you're making me look small. So just stop there. Well, you got, you got well, hollow bones or something? <laughs> man, bullshit! I'm look, you know, I'm looking at your arms right now, man. Come on, stop. I just, I get, I get <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's what he does. He'll, he'll sit sideways. <laughs> yeah, like, like stop it, man, stop it. Yeah, just, I'm a, a fat bloated has been these days. Leave it to to stop. you guys. Has been. No, I don't hear yeah. nothing about arms though, man. I got the smallest arms in the whole podcast. Oh no, I have. <laughs> I think mine are probably the smallest, <laughs> brother. <laughs> man, I think. 
I think I got. I think I got. No, nah, I got the. I got the smallest arms, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> is, this, is this a competition now? Who's the worst? I got. I got the. I got, I got I got the Everybody needs oh, to no. do it on three. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who got it? That's the oh, thumbnail. Yeah. That is. That's the thumbnail. I'm gonna. Bl- I'm gonna blur mine out. <laughs> yeah. Let's see the company. Who's got the IFTD Pro cards? People are gonna be watching the podcast. Be like, "Yo, oh, William. Like little <laughs> They're gonna be talking about me. I'll be like, "Who's the little guy?" Man, get out of here, man. <laughs> man, the only sure. reason, look, see, I, I just got out the gym, so I have a pump right now. That's the only reason, you know. Uh, it'll, it'll be see, gone. It'll, he's trying to be humble now. He knows. It'll, yeah, man, it'll, it'll be gone, man. It'll be gone in about in about three and a half minutes or so, something like that. That's you normally know. how long my pumps last. Exactly, man. It's like you look in the gym and you're like, yo, who is this fucking beast? And then you leave the gym, and it's just like people ask you, "Oh, so are you a carb now?" I used to think they had be- better mirrors in the gym. Thinking, why do I always look big in the gym? And I get home, and I'm looking in the same mirror, and I'm thinking, "Have they got like you know them clown mirrors at the circus where yeah. they like?" I'm thinking, "Have they got some warped mirrors?" Yeah, that's, that's how they keep you in. Like, if they make you look big, you're gonna keep yeah. coming back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I need I need that on a like a camera lens so I look bigger. Hey, <laughs> right. uh, William, you gotta ask you gotta ask Jared um, who he wants to beat. You gotta ask him, man. You can't just do me like that. You gotta ask him. Put him on the spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 okay, this is the thing with Ricky. <laughs> Ricky's been on a few times, and every time he comes on, he's normally competing or he's got a show lined up. So, what's your next show, Jared? Have you got one uh, one in mind? Yeah, so I'm actually two weeks out from the Houston Tournament of Champions tomorrow. Okay, who, who's, Man, who's in the lineup for that? Uh, honestly, there's not too many guys, but um, I know a few. Um, one of my boys, Lamar Shaw, is going to be there. And he looks incredible. Um, Eugene, mm-hmm. uh, i trying to remember his last name. This is like Ebony King on uh, Instagram. He's, he looks really good, too. So I know those two guys uh, will be doing it for sure. You got, uh, you got Kenneth, Kenneth Owens. Kenneth Owens gonna be. Oh, that's right. That's his name. I, I was thinking Eugene for some reason, but Kenneth. Yeah. That's Ebony, right? Yeah. Um, Ricky knows everyone. Yeah, you guys I'm know. You know guys too. Hey, Jared. You know I'm. I'm gonna be at that show. You gonna be there, bro? Yeah, I live in Houston. Word. That's what's up, man. I'd, I'd love to meet you, man. While we're there. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll be there, bro. See, we're just bringing oh, yeah. people together. Bring you, it's like That's right. <laughs> it's my first time ever going to Texas. Like I've never been, you know, I've never been west of like St. Louis. If oh, you shit. if you see Patrick there, tell him messages me back. <laughs> Patrick Moore. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, yeah, sure. yeah. Everybody. Yeah, man. You know, it'll be it'll be a few of us out there. I'm sure Pat will be there. Um, Hunter, Logan. That's what's up, man. I look forward to meeting you guys, man. I looked up to you guys. I mean, like I was, I was just a fan a year, you know, a year ago. <laughs> but you so, know, William. So what? Hey, William. So what he's saying is he's not a fan anymore. Oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that, <laughs> this, this, this is like it happens with a lot of people in different industries, doesn't it? Like rappers no. will say, "I used to like Jay Z." Now all of a sudden it's like, "Fuck Jay Z." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what that's what Jared's did. Now he's got his IFB Pro card. He's like, "Yeah, fuck all of you." I'm in this for me now. I'm next level now. 
I'm big hey, you prime time, baby. Prime time. <laughs> Yo, William, that's that's the click, that's the clickbait title. You gotta put that as a clickbait title, man. That's it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Dean, are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Jared looking down on us. There's people on Instagram that think I'm like the most cocky person in the world already. <laughs> so if y'all okay. put that up there, like, oh, I hate this kid. I hate this kid. Okay, okay. Jared, if you could compete with anyone like Currents that's like training and stuff now, yeah. in your category, who would you like to go up against? Oh, to be completely honest with you, um, you know, I'm going to say it like this. I, I want to compete against Terrence Ruffin, man. <laughs> See, now, he's, he, he, he's been on, on the podcast with me and Ricky a few times. We can, I can he, make that a, happen. I can make, you can bad, call yeah. him out. You can call him out and burst. Shall we ring him now? <laughs> so I'm going to preface this, man. Me and Terrence are cool. <laughs> we talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when this video goes out. <laughs> Hey, I told, man, I told you, Jerry. I, I feel like competing with Terrence, you know, it would just bring it would just bring out something crazy because you know I competed against Earth, um, you know, two weeks ago. I competed against Earth at the uh, Boston Pro, and you know, I felt I was fired up, man. Like I, you know, I wasn't scared, I wasn't nervous, you know, standing next to him. He beat the crap out of me, obviously, but you know, what I'm saying I definitely, you know, I feel like I look pretty good in some shots with him. Yeah, to be fair though, Urs has got that. He's yeah. got some next level genetics, hasn't he? He's just looking insane. I think that's what I like to see because he's got that. He's got that very old school vibe. He's got the the, the amazing sort of vacuum, while still yeah. keeping the, the the size. That's right. That's right. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying I'm. I don't. I, I don't feel like. I don't feel like he's unbeatable. I don't feel like. Um. You know, I I couldn't beat him. You know, if I if I obviously put in the work, you know. One thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it like this: I love her. So I think he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, I think his presentation is absolutely insane. It blew my freaking mind watching him compete in person. But with that being said, um, I'm not gonna say that I feel like he's unattainable for something that I could achieve. So, George, you see, two weeks out from the competition, how how are you feeling that you're looking now, and how do you think you're gonna do, knowing who you're against? Knowing who I'm against, um, I do believe that. Um, I could at least get a top top four at this show, um, depending on obviously who shows up and things like that. Um, but I'm coming in about about three to five pounds bigger than Boston, um, and my conditioning is around the same that I was um, from uh, two weeks out from Boston as well too. So we will be bringing a bigger and equally conditioned, if not more conditioned, package this time around. Um, I think the biggest, looks, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think the biggest. Um, feedback. The, the biggest reason why my post or my placing wasn't very good in Boston was because um, my arms and my shoulders are definitely lacking, but I also could have been a bit fuller on the stage. So I feel like, you know, if I present myself a little bit better, um, the judges are definitely going to have a different opinion on my physique when they see me. I, I think that's where you have to draw draw the line as a, as a competitor is understanding what marks you missed or fell short of and then addressing it correctly because you, you tend to find that some, we've seen it in the past with people like Big Rami, you know, some of the, the, the elites where they've, they've fell short, not got the conditioning right. And sometimes they've got somebody else to blame. So I literally did a video on this today and it'd be quite an interesting topic to bring up actually and get everybody's opinion. But obviously there's a, there's a big thing with the size game. Everybody's sort of competing to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And what's falling short is the conditioning. And a lot of these different guys, like Roly, has got some amazing structure to him, 
for the, the sheer quantity of mass he's got on his frame, never always brings it 100%. And it's like, how many times can you keep competing and still not get it right and still not get it dialed in? So obviously going back to what you've just said, Jared, you, at least you're understanding, you're looking back and saying, okay, my arms aren't bad. I need to work on my arms or my delts or my med medial delts, or I could have been fuller. What do you guys think as, as competitors? Like obviously, Jared, you've done quite a lot of, uh, MPC shows so you understand the, the protocol and Dean you've done some like obviously top tier shows as well do you think a lot of these pros are I mean I know it's obviously it, it falls on on the day sort of thing but do you think that they should be getting this dialed in a hell of a lot better by now well I'll let, I'll let you go first so I give my opinion afterwards respectfully um Respectfully, I do feel like um, there's a priority, you know, when you go into a competition of what you want to bring. So I think that, you know, going into a competition, you think, do I want to bring, you know, the sharpest, driest package I could possibly bring? Or do I want to bring the fullest, most roundest package that I could possibly bring? Um, and I think that usually um, where guys tend to, you know, guys that tend to not always nail their conditioning, they're more focused on, you know, keeping their size, keeping their fullness, keeping yeah. their roundness and things like that. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie in this game. I'm not trying to say that I have it all figured out or anything like that. But to be completely honest with you, um, what I've seen, um, especially recently, is I would much rather bring a slightly more conditioned physique um, than, to, than to worry about trying to bring in the fullest, most big package you could possibly bring. Now, obviously, you know, I'm speaking I'm probably a little bit more about classic than open because I'm not going to sit here and say that I fully figured out open at all yet. Um, but when it comes to classic in particular, um, you're not going to win if you're not conditioned. I feel like that's kind of the yeah. bottom line. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if, if you're a classic physique competitor and you choose, um, you know, fullness over conditioning and, you know, you're not going for a balanced physique of, of, of conditioning and fullness, um, you're, you're selling yourself short. I do. I do believe that. Yeah, I like that. That, that. That's exactly my point. Like a lot of the guys, especially in the open, are chasing the size gain. That like like you said, they're concentrating more on being fuller rather than finding sort of an equilibrium where it's like I want to be full, but I want to also show a good conditioning. Dean, what what do you think, buddy? Uh, it's down to the class that you're competing in. It, it's hard to nail it all on the day, to come in as full as you possibly can, as hard as you can, as dry as you can, in the best condition you can. Because as soon as you try and get that fullness, you're going to smooth a tiny bit, lose a bit of that hard oh, dry. Yeah. It, it, it's so hard to get that balance. And when the pros don't, they get ridiculed for it. And you got to think, when you're on that stage, you're against the best of the best. It's not what you've got. It's what you don't have is what the judges are looking for. What so you present, get yeah. the best arms in the world. Well, if you're lacking a little bit on your legs or something, that that's all they're going to look at. It, it doesn't matter absolutely. if absolutely if the proportions yeah. are out. See, your your class, the classic class, is an extremely hard class to compete in, in my eyes, because it's very uh, genetic determined to your lines, your structure. Yeah shoulder to weight ratio you have to have that tiny little waist you have to pull in that vacuum and it's incredibly hard to do as well as trying to hold as much muscle mass as you possibly can so when you, you you're looking on all the classes overall and you're seeing the big boys 
you're going up against Ramirez, these huge, incredibly massive guys. Everyone's trying to get bigger and bigger because nobody wants to look small on stage. Exactly. It's all yeah. head games. Um, I've done it a million times. You, you, you're trying to come in the heaviest in the class and then you lose a little bit of that condition and you look smaller. Yeah. So, and then you get people like uh, Hadi in the, in the overall. He was rock hard, threaded. And he was getting marked down a little bit because maybe he's a slightly blocky or they just pick faults of him because he's not the golden boy. It, it's it's hard to have it all. So to you're you're um, extremely lucky genetic wise that you got a phenomenal structure and beautiful muscle bellies. So you have to have to bring. I think in that that com that particular lineup that class you have to bring that condition in. Try now the fullness as you can, but come in shredded, rock hard, and that's where you're going to pip some of these giants. I think and we all we all know how how it is when you get to that level. You got to kind of do the do your dues, as they say. And the more times you compete, the more you get recognised, and that goes in your favour. But if you come in the best, and it's undeniable. They they have to give it you. That's right, isn't it? See, you've got some phenomenal lines, and we know they all are at that level. But you've got to bring everything. You can't be off. You can't come in soft. You see the two twelves; they come in shredded, rock hard. But it, it, they they tend to favour the more muscular, bigger guy in the two twelve. Where it's classic, as you know, it's, it's got to be lines. It's got to have that polished overall look. So it depends on the day and But I, I think you've got to bring that condition and nail it bang on. What do you think, Ricky? Man, it's going to be kind of hard to hear me because I'm going through an area where service is kind of messed up. So it's okay. Keeps cutting in and out. Um, but yeah, like I agree with, I agree with, with, with Dean as far as, you know, it really depends on like the division. You know, um, I mean, I'm moving into my, I'm moving into my third division now. And, you know, I, definitely notice like a difference on what's being on what's being judged on what's being uh rewarded there's a signal <laughs> so obviously in the video i dropped today on youtube um so it's obviously another uh sort of spin-off from this is would you look at the line it was hard for me to uh, it was so hard <laughs> for me to make for me to make weight you completely um, so cut out that Mickey. <laughs> I, I cut out. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen, man. So we knew. Um, we got you made weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, so like, um, it was difficult to make weight and things like that for the O. Um, and finally, like once I once I did, and then I started to try to fill back out. It, everything went to my legs and it would not go to my upper body. My legs took everything. So I got on stage with full legs, but flat, you know, chest was flat, arms Every time flat, for me things too. like that. Every time for me too. So, so would, would you guys, when, when, you're, when you're looking at a show and obviously you find out, you know, who's in the lineup, does that, is that a pinnacle sort of decision making for what you're going to bring? So if you're up against guys that, bring more fullness, is that what you're going to bring? Or are you going to bring something different to, to set you aside? So would you bring a more shredded look knowing you're going up against these guys or a fuller look? 
What what sort of does, bring, does that have any influence on your sort of your training camp? No, nah, I just I just bring I um I bring the best version of me. That's it. That's right. That's that's it. I bring the best version of me. Wow. I totally agree with that. You know, you can't chase, you know, other competitors that are in your class and things like that. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, when Breon at first said that he was going to do Boston, he changed his mind. Everybody was, you know, in my, in my, in my DMs, yo, you know, Breon's doing the show. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And my, um, my response would always just simply be, you know, I need to bring the absolute best physique that I can bring. You know, I know that I'm not the biggest guy, but I know that I have good conditioning. You know, I know that I don't have the craziest posing, but I know that I can hold pose as well, you know, and things like that. So, you know, you have to really, really double down on your specific strengths and not necessarily worry about others. Yeah, you're exactly right. You need to know your class, isn't it? You know your class and you need to bring the best version of you that suits that category. So I, I always said to people getting ready for shows and they're looking, studying their pictures, coming up to the show. And oh my God, you seen this picture of so-and-so where I'm competing against and they start to panic and they stress. Fuck that bullshit. Don't even bother looking at anybody else. You've got to look at you and bring the best version of you that you can bring. Because everyone knows Instagram pictures and crap alike. Everyone gets these camera angles and the lighting and, you know, <laughs> it, it's all Photoshop and bullshit. Anyone can look good on a picture. You can't Photoshop right. physique on stage. That's all that matters is on that day, isn't it? I think that that's one thing that, you know, stands out about my physique a lot. I mean, I'm a really, really short guy, um, but I do have, I take up a lot of space for being short. I have wide clavicles and stuff. Um, so with me being really short but wide, um, when I, when you see my Instagram pictures, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, he looks good. But then you see me standing, you know, next to guys that you think look good on Instagram. And you're like, oh shit. Like he actually does look good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that. I noticed that when we were talking, when you were at the Boston, I'm thinking, why is he feeling so like, so unconfident about what he's brought? Like, obviously there was guys there that were clearly going to be top five, top three. Yeah. But I was looking at you thinking, dude, you've, you've brought a really good package. Okay, you know, you, you're at that phase now where you've got to work through these shows and start building yourself up year by year to get into that, you know, that sort of elite status. But right. I, I, think you were, I think you were a little bit harsh on yourself. And naturally, that's, that can be good for you, but I didn't want it to be sort of detrimental as well. So you were over-critiquing. I didn't want you to like walk away with like your head down sort of thing. I'm not going to lie. I mean, my head was definitely down at first because, you know, I felt like with me being self-coached, my coach um, prior was actually Matt Jansen, who's an amazing coach. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of pressure on me, you know, of, oh, you know, Jansen's the reason why you're good. Jansen's the reason why you turn pro. Jansen's the reason why, you know, you're, you're, you, you're ever done good in bodybuilding or anything like that. And the truth of the matter was I did have a lot of that in the back of my head. So, you know, with my placing, you know, right after prejudging, I was like, holy shit, you know, these people are right. You know, I should have worked with Jansen. You know, I fucked myself up. You know, I brought a shitty physique. You know, I didn't get top five. Um, and I felt like, um, I felt like, you know, a lot of different things, you know, I, I, looking back at the pictures, you know, I do genuinely believe that I was one of the most conditioned people on that stage, but I was walking off the stage saying, you know what, I, I fucked up my condition. I look like shit. I look horrible. Um, because, you know, I didn't get top five. Um, and to be completely honest with you, you know, I have a lot of respect for my fellow competitors. I like those guys. Yeah. They're nice guys. I have great conversations with them backstage, but I do fully believe that, um, you know, I, I do believe that I, I could have gotten a top five at that show. So having all of that in mind, you know, right after prejudging, 
you know, it didn't be my first pro show, you know, being self-coached. I was just like, yo, I dropped the ball here. I fucked up. You know, I, I'm the one that messed this up for myself, you know, not knowing that, you know, I really did bring a good physique. I mean, all my friends, obviously my friends, you know, I had George Farad talk to me. I had yeah. Fuad say something nice about me on the podcast. You know, I had a lot of, you know, people who I looked up to in the industry say that I actually did look good, you know, you especially did, in that though. Thank you. Yeah, you did. But, so this thing like two weeks. So with the self-coaching thing, obviously, like you say, you were with Matt. This obviously happened with, with William Bonnack. William Bonnack was with Neil Hill, but so was Flex Lewis. Flex Lewis just dominated the 2-1-2 for five, six years straight, and William yep. dropped Neil. So I think it, it, it it's easy to sort of say, oh, you know, you know, where's Hammy got Phil, you know, seven Olympias. But it, it's finding a balance, and sometimes you can work with someone and sometimes you just can't. So I, I think you could have the best coach in the world, the best bodybuilder in the world. doesn't mean they're going to sort of have that synergy where they're going to work well together. And like you say, and like William said at the time, because he went on this big rant on Instagram kicking off about Neil Hill. We won't go too much into de- detail on that. <laughs> but he was basically saying, I was just sending this guy f- photos once a week. And he was saying, you know, tweak this, tweak that. And I'm thinking, well, that is kind of his job is to, you know, he's not going to be there in person 24-7. But what William's doing now, self-coaching, is working. So, Man, you know. I, I never had a coach in my whole career. I did 14 years of competing, and I always prepped myself because I don't believe anybody knows my body better than I do. Now, a good coach will be I there totally for you do. 24-7 to keep your head straight, to be yeah. there for you when you need someone. Your head's off your shoulders. Some people look need skinny, that, yeah. Look fat, I look skinny. They're there to keep your head straight because you can't see what everybody else is seeing. That's what you need a coach for. But no, no, I hate it when you go with so and so and oh, you only won because you're with them. And like, yeah. they isn't, did isn't not. Isn't that the point now, anyway? It was bullshit. They, they wasn't there fucking getting up at five in the morning on that treadmill oh, doing cardio where everyone's sleeping they didn't force feed those fucking six to eight meals in your mouth every single day for the last 20 weeks they weren't there pushing out five plates aside for 20 reps on squat rack do you know what i mean only you and you only can make them kind of sacrifices and push yourself to those it's levels accountability into it as well it's, it's good, massively good accountability. there for you he, he is not they're gonna at best, guide you the last couple of weeks to, to really nail that yeah. condition on the day. If, you, if you're not quite clued up or you don't know how your body the works. the chemistry, yeah. Yeah, I agree but, with that. But more so to keep your head straight because you can't see. You want to come in big and then you push it too much, you spill over and you look bloated. Where the coach will tell you to keep it back or if you're going that much for condition. I, I was always, I need to be better conditioned. I need to be better. And I come in flat and skinny because I'm yeah. scared. To, to yeah. fill out or when you've got to make a weight category um like, like ricky was saying earlier you could cut right down to make a weight category and then you're trying to force the fill back out all all them carbs and that glycogen is going to get sucked into your your best areas like your quads and your weaker areas are going to lack because you clearly haven't had enough time to carb up that's where it's just really shitty because you're on the limit of, of the weight categories and there's nothing you can do about that we, we, with the genetics you've got. So you, you can't hollow your bones out or chop a limb off. You know I mean, you, it's either... Go so are, to are you saying that it'd be better to have a coach on you sort of, you know, a few weeks out from a show? 
I, I, I think if you don't uh, know your own chemistry, you know, your sodium levels, all these sorts of things. I think it, it definitely helps to have a good coach. I, I always wanted to do it myself because I take responsibility for myself. Yeah. If I fuck up, it's my fault. But that, that's me personally. I like to learn and I understand biology and how bodies work. That That's just me. A, a lot of people need a coach and they, yeah. they need to be told what to do and they put the hard work. But I think a, a good coach at that kind of level is very important to keep your head level more than anything. So right from the start, all the way through, get a good coach. But you need somebody that understands you and you can get on great. Like, um, So what are, you, what are your thoughts on when you see this all the time? And I'm not going to name any names because, you know, I don't want my podcast to be about that. But when you see athletes annually, every year, it's a different coach. It's a different coach. It's a different coach. Do you think that's accountability? So it's almost passing the blame to the last coach as to why they didn't do so well? Or do you think they're just genuinely trying to find a good coach? You know, it's a magic yeah. pillar. They, they always want, they always think the next person's got something better. The grass is always greener. He must have the secret because the last one didn't. The secret's fucking hard work and consistency. We all know that. Your body has to mature. It takes time before you can hit your peak and become your best condition. You have to learn that. And, and any coach that takes you on, is going to experiment with you for the first half of the prep and just look at how your body responds to different I, I foods. I said that in today's video. Yeah. I said, Luke, you should at least give give a coach at least two shows, maybe a small local show to sort of get the balance right with you to sort of figure you out because obviously not everybody's body is, is the same. And then by the second show, if you've not dialed it in with that coach, then yeah, maybe move on. But, yeah, you have what, to do that. Then, then you also have to like... Um, like I take notes, you know, I take, I take notes. So like when my coach gives me like a refeed or whatever, you know, I take notes on how it makes me look, how it makes me feel, um, like how this food affects me. So once we really get down to like peak week or whatever, you know, we'll do, we'll eat the same foods. Like we're not about to change anything and do something drastic because, you know, we've been eating this type of food the whole time. Yeah, there's no reason broke, for me to completely it. exactly. There's no reason yeah. for me to completely switch, and I never did that during prep, and so I don't know how it's going to affect me, you know, during that. You know, so a lot of people will try to do something drastic to look, you know, five to maybe ten percent better, and they end up looking thirty to forty percent worse because they try to do something drastic like those last few days. You know, all you're supposed to do is just coast into it, land that plane. Make it real, yeah. make it real easy, make it real simple. I agree 100%. You, you make a drastic change, your body's going to change drastically. And nine times out of ten, it's for the worst. If you look amazing a week out from the gym when you're training, why change anything? Filter yeah. in a few more carbs, pull back on your water. That's, that's all you need to do. Yeah. So what have you got lined up next I mean, then, Ricky? Have you got a show, have you got a show lined up? Possibly. Is it this year? Possibly. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Damn. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is hell it, yeah, it's this year. Like, is it, is it a national yeah. show yeah. or? Is it what? Is it, is it a national show? National? 
Well, is it, is, it lo- is it local? It could be someone at, at, at the local Walmart, for all I know. <laughs> like, what, what show's lined up? <laughs> Trusty signal go right there. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what happened. I tell you, I'm in a bad, I'm in a bad service area, bro. <laughs> like seriously, I'm in a bad service area, man. I'm I'm driving, I'm, you know, I'm driving to go pick up my daughter. You know, gotta get her from school or whatnot. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, nah, I got, yeah, I got to. Okay, what, what class like are you doing? What class? You doing the 212? Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't. Hell no, I can't make, I can't make weight for classic anymore, man. <laughs> Ricky, how tall are you? Uh, like, 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Nine. Like five, 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 I can't believe you're making 212. It's incredible. It's... I, I just think for the I mean, mass, the mass that he's got, where if, if he makes 212 peeled, that's going to look insane. Mm. It's going to be a wrap. <laughs> I mean, I've only been, like I said, I've only, I, at the Olympia, I was 197. Look at that smirk on Ricky's face. He's loving it. He's like, I know. I've been working. I know. <laughs> this is my time. It's been two, it's been Two years. It's been yeah. damn near two years since I've been on stage. Well, I messaged you a few weeks ago. And I was like, "Do you want to come back on the podcast?" He's like, "Bro, I aren't even. I haven't competed in ages." I was like, "So, <laughs> I'm not bothered. Come on, <laughs> we're boys, aren't we?" <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so that's why that's why I'm here, man. I, I'll say it like this. I'll say it like this. I have, I have more than one show lined up this year. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. More than- I'll point to you like this then. Are you going to be on stage with Flex Lewis this year? I mean, he's doing he's doing open, right? No, I don't think he. I is. thought he I'm moved pretty... to. No, he said he, he said he was going to in like 2019, didn't he? But he's announced a comeback. But I'm pretty sure it's two on two, isn't it? Ah uh, man, I I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. What about Derek? Really huh? We'll be on with Derek. Will I be on with Derek? Well, my well, my plan, my, my plan is to be at the Olympia this that's year. All we needed so. to know, brother. So we Damn need right. to know. Damn right. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that that is that is the goal. That is the goal. You know, Olympia, Olympia or bus. That's that's it. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I love it. So He's got that taste for glory bro. now. He keeps licking his lips. He's like, man, because <laughs> I'm bro. It's like it's like been out, been out so long, man. Been out so long that it's literally. Well, you've not been out pissing though. Me off. Yeah, but you've not. Look at what you're bringing now, though. Like sometimes, man, like I'm, you know, even Regan. Regan's like had nine coaches in nine weeks. Do you know what I mean? He, he's now literally taking a year out because what he's bringing just isn't good enough. It's not good enough. So sometimes you need to take that time out to come back yeah. and bring something special, bring something different. And that's what you've done. Just because you've not yeah. been on stage doesn't mean you've not been grinding. You've clearly been oh. putting a lot of work in. You wait till they announce you on stage. Remember when Patrick Moore came out in 2019? That was all. Yeah. He got. He placed 10th. He was, the, he was the one everybody was talking about in 2019. Not anybody else. Yeah. That's what you want, though. That's what you want. When you come out, you're at the O, 2022, you want to be the one, you know, the name on everybody's lips. 
do. You know, I do. So that's and that that's exactly um that's exactly what I'm gonna do. You know, that is exactly what realistically, what do you reckon your stage weight would be? Um I would yeah. say um you know, not trying because I, I really want to bring my conditioning because honestly, I've never nailed it, just being completely honest. Um, but I would like to be somewhere between two, 205, 207 for this for this first one. I'll just go ahead and say, I'll just go ahead and say I have like I have indie. like four. I have like four shows lined up. Are you doing indie? Uh no, not not, not indie. Not indie. No, I go ahead and say it. First, first show, first, uh, first show, first show. That's the only one that I'm focused on. You see what happens when I come up to my daughter's school? The little kids. Okay, I love it. <laughs> little kids, man. Um, Chicago, Chicago. It's the Hulk. Chicago. I gotta see you. You, you so brought him around. Your... They were skimping tanks up. Yeah. They're like, what is that? <laughs> Chicago is first. Are you doing Chicago? Yeah, that's up first. Are you doing just so Chicago and then straight to the O or um, Chicago? Then um, I go first. We focus on first. That's the only thing on my mind. Yeah. Chicago first show first. Hold on one second. He's trying to say he has a smaller sign. I know he's Lie. flexing on his any on the slide. Lie. He's like, look at my doubts, look at my strays. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Yeah. He's getting them camera <laughs> angles in, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah, we got said Chicago first, man. And I'm just um ready to be back on the stage. So, Dean, what was the the lightest weight you were on stage? Towards uh, on the say the British Grand Prix. What were you doing then? Yeah, when I was doing the British, I was light heavy, so it's under nine kilos. And I was back the limit. Um, then Did you I, feel you had to be on the limit to bring to bring the best? Like to obviously keep. No, I come in too too flat. I should have went in heavies. But then when I did the the PCA Pro Show, I come in two twelve on the limit. And that was weighing in the day before, and I messed the whole day up. I didn't, I didn't eat for a day, and let's not go into that. But I would have, <laughs> I would have looked my best on that one. Um, when I could beat the Arnold, that was ninety-five. I, I was always bang on the actual limit, but um, struggling to make the weight categories. I had to come in very flat. Condition was always like rock hard, treaded, but sometimes it, it helps making a weight limit to bring that condition. Like if I would have went up to the next jumpers now, you got 10 kilo to play with. I didn't want to come in at 91, 92 kilo. Yeah. You want to be 99, don't you? But it, it's it's stupid. It's head games because it doesn't matter what you weigh. It matters what you look on stage and it's all illusion. If you bring that fullness with that condition combined, you're going to look the biggest on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most guys who won the British uh, when they got their pro cards, that was bottom end of their, their category. Uh, Flex Lewis won it as a light heavy. I came third against him. He was about 93 kilo. So, sorry, about eight, 83 kilo or something, I'm sure. Well, it wasn't that much. Um, what, what year was that? I can't remember now. 
Ooh, how long how, how long has he been competing? You know what I mean? It's he, he only done about two two or three shows and he won the pro card, didn't he? He done the juniors, then he opens twice, I think, or once. I mean, he's, he just he just came out the gate though, didn't he? He was just on it from from day one. As a junior, Someone, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. He was like, I say, straight out of the gate, and he was just up there. Yeah, I, I think I was against him twice. Obviously, he kicked my ass both times. Yeah, so, um, you'd allow that, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, 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 everyone wants to win, but when you look at who you, who you lost to, you're like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I got, I got the picture when uh, he was, he was first, and I come third. And I'm like much bigger than him, bigger frame, and I was full to the rim, and I was much bigger. But then you compare the physiques, he just blew me away. It's a different level. It was yeah. just the conditioning, the shapes, everything was just popping. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'll let, let him have that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, everyone I've competed against now on the Olympia stage, and there's there's me now, <laughs> crying about it. <laughs> you, aren't you downsizing now, though, Dean? Well, I haven't competed in about five years, maybe nearly six now. I retired from competing. Um, it's all about health for me now. I, I haven't oh, yeah. tried to put any size since then. Yeah. I stay around about 100 kilo lean. Um, I still take minimum gear, but, you, you know, it's, uh, I'm all about health now. So you're I, I not, you, when you say minimum gear, you, you're not going around saying it's like TRT, are you? No, I, I do a course for two to three months and then I come off everything. When I'm off, I'm off for two to three months and I get all my blood work done. So um, I've, I've, I've noticed everybody sort of the age 35 plus now on social media. They're not doing. They're not doing a cycle. They're not doing gear. I'm on TRT. Yeah, I'm just on TRT. It's like you're not. No, you're not. It's ridiculous, mate. They're, they're TRT. TRT. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, they're TRT. Would, is my, hey. Of course. Like I, I do four. I got a question for you. Kilogram a week. Go on, Ricky. Go on, Ricky. What were you saying? What's What's your What do you consider TRT? How much? Okay. What the most? Do you want me to answer this one? I mean, Dean. Dean is like the chemist when it comes to cycles. I'm like, what not to do when it comes to a cycle? Like, I literally had a bilateral pulmonary embolism for taking too much gear, so I'm oh, not man. the guy to come to for advice. Um, but I mean, I don't. I... What What would you say? What would you say, Ricky? What would you say that, that the upper level for TRT on a weekly dose? It's it's a it's a reason why I'm asking this because I because I, I want to I want to say something. That's why I'm just asking for for an answer from from one of y'all because I got I got something to say about it. Uh, said okay. Got a deal. I like you said this one. Okay, so I, I just I do not do TRT or anything like that. I just don't see the point. If you're um, if you're an older guy and you struggle with testosterone levels and you prescribe with your doctor and all the rest of it, okay, there, there's benefits towards it. But an average guy in his prime, when he's, when he's young, 18, 20, will be producing between... 
70 to 100 milligram a week, roundabout, seven to 10 days. So the TRT is supposed to mimic that, right? So if you taste, if you take in any gear, your test is going to be shut down to zero. Yeah. The, a TRT dose should be around about 100 milligram a week maximum. So now it all depends on uh, the gear to how good it is, to how much is actually mm -hmm. in the gear, absorbed, and then yeah. to how your body's responding, your receptors in your body to how much yeah. you're taking it in. So you, you can't really tell. If, if you did 100 milligram, it doesn't mean to say there's a hundred milligram in you. Yeah, so now you yeah. need to get your blood done to see exactly what what's your how your body's responding. So a lot of guys, um, you would do probably uh, two hundred milligram every ten to two weeks, something like that. But again, depending on what you're taking, if it's test and amphate, it's going to take a good few weeks to get into your system. And depending on how often you take those shots, it could be up and down, yeah, up and down. I bet their TRT is more like test propionate, isn't it? It's every other day. <laughs> well, you, you'd keep it more consistent if you was doing it every day and doing very small or, or micro doses. So who wants to be jabbing? Like, when I do a course, I miss half of my shots because I hate jabbing. I'm not doing it every day. One a week's enough. So what, what's your follow-up then, Ricky? I, I'm really interested in, in this. <laughs> you there, Ricky? You there, Ricky? Yeah, I'm here. Go yeah, on then, yeah. so TRT. Go on then. Nah. Just wondering, man, because, um, you know, like, you know, like how, you know, when I first got on, you know, we were talking about like my back picture and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, all of that it's is from, all of that is from around, is from around that amount. Uh, 100, 200 milligram, maybe say two weeks. Like, like two, well, I mean, well, a little, well, a little more than that, like, like two, 250. That's it. Like a shot of sauce a week. What, a week? Yeah, I believe it. Because I, I, you do not need much gear. I mean, I, I've been doing it since I was nineteen, and I take four to six hundred milligram a week, the maximum. That's my course. And then when I come off it, I come off everything completely. I don't do any PCT or anything. I get my bloods checked. And last time I had them done uh, after uh, six six weeks cold turkey, my testosterone was in normal ranges about midpoint uh, all my hormones was great all of my bloods were near perfect do you go see so, dr um, khan don't you it's yeah, yeah. Um, he's brilliant he, he goes through everything with you because so, he's used to dealing with athletes he I, can take ins and outs yeah i think i think following on from that is like it's, it's there's a lot of pros like old school and and new school that will say like I, I don't use that much yeah i use but not not much like the biggest sort of ambassador for that is say lee priest he's like yeah used but not not a lot and that just Nobody shows like him. yeah exactly that just shows that obviously if if ricky is only taking two 250 or whatever it is you know a week that his diet's on point his training's on point he's got all the other boxes ticked so he doesn't have to overdo the dosage and you tend to find that some guys i was guilty of it thinking more gear more gains but there's no calories in your trend. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> See, I wanted to ask Ricky. I wanted to 
based off of that, how high were your calories? You know, if you tracked your calories at all when you were really, well, really. Uh, um, man, I was like close to you know, like somewhere between like thirty-five, four, something like that. Wow, so you weren't pushing food like crazy either. No. But was that's that crazy. clean? It's a lot of food if it's clean. Yeah, so yeah quantity-wise, yeah, that's quite that volume. Yeah. Like you're gonna move some there. See, Jared, yeah, you was... on the you on the dirty bolt, Jared. Man, not right now. <laughs> but it's funny. It's like, takeaway, was, isn't it? <laughs> I used to eat I used to eat two to three uh McDonald's cheeseburgers after I left the gym every day when I was 18, 19, <laughs> 17. Don't pass the McDonald's right now. Don't make uh, me I was doing the I was doing the uh the CT Fletcher diet. They they flumbo, it? Yeah. Jesus. I was trying to get some tools. <laughs> yeah, it's more more uh, rich piano, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Rich Piana, <laughs> CT, all those dudes, man. Oh, it turns out that eating 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 five cheeseburgers a day doesn't make you have crazy arms. <laughs> contrary to popular belief. Yeah, just bad <laughs> cholesterol. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Ricky, I'd, so- I'd go to the doctor and they'd be like, yeah. yo, how, how do you have high blood pressure? You're 140 pounds. <laughs> 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 McDonald's. <laughs> oh man. So out of them, so obviously following on for Jared. So obviously three and a half, four thousand calories a day. What are them meals looking like? How many meals a day would you say that was, Ricky? Um, it was actually it was actually six, like six meals. Um, kind of made it a little, you know, kind of made it a little easier. You know, yeah. some of the meals were, you know, some of the meals were just like, um. Uh, protein shakes and either like cream of rice or oats or something like that. Yeah, something you can just get in quicker. Yeah, you know, because trying to do fuck, like, trying to do like steak and rice or chicken and rice, trying to do all of that for, you know, that many meals, you know, it's tough. You know, that's why I tell people, like, like, honestly, I hate off-season eating. You hate it. Okay. Yeah, you like are you tired? I get tired of eating. I'm like, you know, you you eat a meal and then you look and it's like shit, you you got two more meals. I'm like, I'm not yeah. I used to I used to have a a meal prep bag because I used to manage a gym and used to take my meal prep bag and I'd have three like Tupperware containers in this bag and I'd eat one and then you know a couple of hours ago by and I'm still full, like I still haven't digested the last one, and I'm like Sometimes I'd come home with a, a spare meal that I should have had four hours ago. And then, you know, whoever I was with at the time made me another meal. And I'm like, now I've got two meals I've got to eat before. <laughs> see, Will, that's the point where I would just go to McDonald's and get the cheeseburger. That oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd always get the prep right. I'd get everything prepped. But then sometimes, like you say, it's so hard. If you're already full, you just don't want to consume it. I mean, I'm guilty of... Like the worst protein shake I've ever made just because I was so desperate to get calories in. I put um, two tins of tuna in a Nutribullet with some egg whites. And then I just, I thought to sweeten it up, I'll put some whey protein in there. Oh no. I, I finished it. I finished it. And I had to because 
a couple of my boys from the gym were at my house and I'm thinking, they've seen me do this. I've got to make out that this is like a thing that I do now. That's right. You can't <laughs> look in front of your boys, man. That's what I mean. So I just downed it and they're like, I can't believe you're doing that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you got to get the gains. <laughs> now, when I was young and I was poor, uh, my, my diet was uh, five tins of tuna a day. Pasta, and I got to the point I couldn't eat tuna. It made me heave. So I would just blend it in the brine drink it back now, to this day i can't even look at tin tuna Oof. This, this, you've got a bulk on a budget sometimes bulking budget <laughs> i would do i would do like i do like shot glasses of olive oil until i just i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't stomach it <laughs> of olive oil what to get your fats oh, yeah, in that's thing what's that what to get like you your fats in for your macros for yeah the- yeah because i you know I didn't know anything, man. I was like 15, 16 years old. I was just trying to get big. You no, know, so I was it, like, it's funny because it, it was the there's a YouTuber that does it, but he does it with the you know the tablets. Uh, what are they called? I can't think what they're called. Like the Omega tablets you get, like the jelly oh, ones. Yeah, like oil. yeah, yeah. He take like yeah. twelve in one go, and he's like, "I've got my fats done for the day," and it's like, oh, "Bro, like, yeah. get some salmon or get it in, get yeah, it in man. a meal, like, <laughs> that's a meal in your hand." so what what's the worst thing like the worst the worst sort of thing that you've made to eat or that you did because you had to because you were just broke at the time drink egg whites egg whites yeah drink them you didn't digest shit drink them every every day i tell you what i tell you what there's one skill almost i'd say and on heart every pro bodybuilder or anybody that's like training hard's got is they know how to separate an egg. Oh, easily. Hands down. Five different ways. I've never seen anyone that trains hard that doesn't know how to separate a yolk from a white. <laughs> Mate, I ain't done that in, I can't even remember. No waste yolks. That's oh, right. I used to do it like a three to one ratio sometimes. So for every third egg, I'd, I'd mm. drop the yolk in maybe. I remember dieting on 10 egg whites and two free yolks. It's just they had a pile of yolks. I was looking at I had a dog there. It's just that snot one to it. Like, I used to add um, almond milk, kale, and uh, obviously like a couple of scoops of protein. It's nice with kale in. Yeah, that doesn't sound bad. That doesn't sound bad. Mm. Well, the cool thing, I mean, drinking eggs, you can't really taste it. It's just that, that consistency going down your throat. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't matter how much you blend it it's just yeah it's just thick isn't it? yeah, it's <laughs> it sounds so Bro. bad it goes down so thick oh, shit. wrong kind of podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's always one to lower the tone isn't there it's normally ricky yeah the guy we lowered the camera then <laughs> <laughs> So, so, Jared, what's your balling on a budget sort of weekly shop look like for off-season? Balling on a budget? I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just me up until a few months ago. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, um, you know, I would, I would just have, you know, mostly chicken, beef. Um, I try to do, you know, a different, a different protein source for the majority of my, my, my meals. So if I could, you know, if I could afford the extra, you know, a little bit of shrimp, maybe do shrimp to kind of, you know, get away from doing so much tilapia and, white fish and then I got to the point where I just could not eat salmon anymore <laughs> this prep so I've been taking like extra fish oils and things like that 
because we got a little bit extra money now. But <laughs> back then, man, I mean, even like, like, you know, a lot has changed for me in the past few months, which I do have to, um, you know, give a lot of credit to my sponsors, to my, to my supporters and everybody, you know, but, you know, we never really had money to just do whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. Like saving up the show would be our vacation, you know, and my fiance, she made so many different sacrifices for us, you know, you know, in order to be able to do that, you know, yeah. where she could be nails done or getting her hair done you know we're just we're just focused on you know saving up for the show and my, my fiance she's a soldier man i'm gonna say it like that <laughs> but in terms of yeah in terms of the meals you know it's just the same typical bodybuilding shit you know cream of rice i, I could eat like five boxes of cream of rice a day <laughs> so are you, are you gonna have to like have a week of egg white so she can go get her nails done shit i should i definitely should I thank mean... you for the idea <laughs> <laughs> Just, just give her the look when you're drinking it, like. Yeah, just like, okay, I'm doing this for you. These are the sacrifices I make yeah, my family. Yeah. <laughs> Get on social media, write like, write like a three-paragraph post about, like, how I make so many sacrifices <laughs> so that my family, you know, make my hands all dirty and say, my hands look like this, so hers can look like that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. Seen, yeah, something like a builder or a mechanic with oil on his hands. All, 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 all you've got to show for it is calluses. <laughs> calluses, that's right. <laughs> what about you, Ricky? What would you would you uh, obviously agree with Jared? Like, obviously, there's a lot of sacrifices, especially because you've got a daughter. Uh, yeah, of course, man. Of course, bro. You know, you gotta gotta sacrifice a lot, man. Like, um, you know. When they when they moved the Olympia, you know, to December and everything like that, I was like, honestly, I hated it. You know, yeah. I hated it because I was gonna be prepping. I was like, I was gonna be prepping through, you know, through my daughter's birthday. You know, not only my birthday, but also my daughter's birthday. Yeah, and obviously um, Christmas so looming as well. That was tough. I mean, and I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not talking about you know nine, ten weeks out from from the Olympics. I'm talking about, you know, three to four. You know, three to four. Where it's like, all right, you can't really, you know, you you really can't do anything. And like I, I hate it when they moved it. Cause I, you know, so I have to sacrifice like missing out on that. Like, you know, I'm kind of just sitting there, you know, I mean I could do some of the fun stuff, but yeah, you know, as far as like, you know, partaking, you know, the food and things like that, nah. Couldn't do it, you know. So a lot, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, like, you know, that that shit ends up taking a toll on you. Do you, did you like you know, so for you as well? Did, did you find it hard coming up? Um, and and obviously it's hard. So obviously you've got to you've got to, you know, fund your family, fund your lifestyle, fund 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 the house, and obviously you, you've got all these outlaying costs to be a pro or to, you know, become a champ. And it's not just, you know, down to like something small as gym membership, it's transportation to the gym, how many times a day to the gym, time out of your day to go to the gym, you know, finding the money to eat six meals a day when you've got a daughter to raise or, you know, a fiance who wants her hair and nails done and all the rest of it. Um, do you find it, it was it was worth it now because you're getting to a, a point where, you know, maybe meal prep coaches are reaching out to you now. And and how how was how was now Luke compared to when you first started out when you first got your pro card? 
Talk about, I'm sorry, me? Ricky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ricky's <laughs> gone. I was like, I, I thought you was <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get back all to right. it. I was, my fault, man. My, my fault, man. I was, talk, I was talking to my daughter. <laughs> it's all right. It's Dean. Yeah, but it's still, I think it applies across the board because obviously when you first start out, you know, and, and you're sort of investing time and money and then obviously later on you, you create a following, you naturally create a, more business opportunities for sponsorships. What would you say the comparison was and what have you learned along the way? Because obviously Jared, obviously he's competed in a lot of sort of NPC style shows. Is there anything that you could sort of pass on knowledge wise that's going to get him not to the next level, but sort of elevate him enough to understand that there is a format to this? I would really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm here to learn as much as I possibly can. Um. Well, for, for, for me, I, I can't advise you on this because I'm I'm in the same situation when I first started. It used to cost me two, three thousand pounds to prep for a show. And then towards the end, it still did. So I, I never got paid for anything. Um, I never had paid sponsors. Sponsors would help me with uh, supplements, clothing, things like that. But I, I never got paid for any of it. It just used to cost me my whole life. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, would you, you do you think you that you pro card you get more opportunities so um it, yeah fortunately we're in a great uh, position these days with, with how big social media is that there is a lot of sponsorship and and many ways to earn some decent money not not just on through going on stage because come on we, we all know unless you're the best of the best in the world there's there's not really any money in bodybuilding so to doing it um through your social medias, through uh, prep coaches or, or whatever you're doing, that there is there can be a lot of money to be made from doing it if you go down the right avenue. Well, um, I've noticed that obviously Jared, like obviously branching off from from what you're saying there, Dean, like the the business opportunities that come from the social media aspect, like Jared, you're doing the is it online coaching and personal training and stuff as well. And I've noticed there's a, there's a lot of guys that do it, but it works. Like, you know, I'd say so. Yeah. Big yeah. Time. I mean, since turning pro, you know, before I turned pro, I would get, you know, some decent clients and it would definitely be, you know, an added, you know, bonus to my paychecks. But now I'm almost matching what I make in person um, online with coaching. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I think it, it, we, need, we need more people like you who's been there and done it, have the results and know what they're doing because social now there's so many prep coaches and online coaches that don't have a clue what they're doing and it, it winds me up um william knows how i feel about this we've had many rants about it but yeah. it's, it's not like you're not just ripping people off because they don't know what they're doing they're, they're stealing money from their pockets but fucking their health up by yeah, pushing crazy amounts of drugs and some sort of women teenage girls really yeah. messing with their health so the, the more people like yourself that actually knows what they're talking about and, and walk the walk, we need people like you taking over the industry. And it, it winds me up because, um, I mean, you, you've got a great following. Thank but you. Compared to some of these people, they've got millions and millions of people following them and they haven't got a clue what they're doing. Yeah. It, it 
it's people like you that should have the followings and the, the, the people looking up and listening to people like you. So uh, we need to push people like you and get you out there more. I appreciate that, man. I want to I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out or a few shout outs, actually, you know, based yeah, off of that. Too. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that, you know, I'm, I'm really, really knowledgeable for you know where I've been, and what I've done so far. But there's some other great knowledgeable younger guys, too, who I think are, you know, changing the, uh, you know, changing the game as well. Um, Cameron Cheek is one of the first guys that I want to mention. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, um, but Cameron Cheek over here, uh, he's based out of Georgia. He's he's one of the smartest people, I think, you know, in our age range, you know, for sure. Um, there's also uh, David Mesquita. He's a really great coach as well, too. And the only reason why I wanted to bring those guys up is just simply because, you know, I'm inspired a lot by them. You know, I don't think that I'm quite as established as a coach as they are. Um, but with that being said, you know, they're super, super health focused um, and they're smart. You know, I, like like you were talking about being there are a lot of prep coaches, you know, what I what I read their plans. You know, I hear, you know, their clients talk and I'm just, you know, I'm scratching my head the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, one of the girls who I just picked up not too long ago, a natural <clears throat> wellness, doctor, her coach didn't change her meal plan for eight weeks, you know, and it was just like, for what reason? Like, why are you why are you paying these people so much money? You know, for like, obviously, the basic expectation is that they change your it's, meal plan. It's like a but, copy you know, paste PDF thought, sort of thing that about every client they've got's got the same plan. The same plan. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. You know, I've yeah. had, I had some clients, you know, show me online, you know, coaches that they'd worked with. And I'd read the plan. And I was just like, holy shit, you're, you know, it's you're 120 pounds. You know, why does he have you eating, you know, 60 grams of protein? Or why does he have you eating 300 grams of protein? Yeah, and shit yeah. like that. You know, and that's just, you know, obviously food, but, you know, we won't even get into the protocols that, that I've read. <laughs> it's crazy. Any sports is extreme is not healthy. And we all know bodybuilding is far from healthy, but you can, to a certain degree, look incredible, get shredded and do it as, as healthy as you possibly can and maintain. That, that's the health. goal though, isn't it? If you've got that's control over, over those aspects, especially what you're eating and the quantities and, and quality of it, then use the control. Like it, it, it baffles me sometimes. Yeah. I think yeah. like, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of guys, you know, they get, they either, they're either, you know, kind of cocky and that, you know, they feel like, you know, they're just not going to get checked on it, you know, yeah. or, or they just don't know shit. Like the amount of, like, I don't mean to say it like this. I'm going to sound mean as hell, but there are a lot. No, of it's true though. <laughs> but we've obviously like with the passing of say Boston Lloyd, not long ago, you know, he, he knew his stuff when it came to, to the drugs. He did know his stuff, but obviously, you know, sometimes these things don't work out the way they, they, they plan. And, Sometimes you can have all the knowledge in the world, but unless you go and get your blood tested every, you know, so many weeks or so many months and be regimental with it, then what is the point? Yeah, you can't be putting drugs in your body and, and not keeping a check on how it's responding. Exactly. And just not even not even just for your health, just to see if you've bought the right stuff and that and it's working. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because who was it? I seen someone the other week and they'd gone and got the bloods done. And they thought they were on growth hormone, and it turned out they didn't even have any growth hormone in the system. Oh God. Probably HCG, some of that. Who was it? It was it was on someone's podcast. I don't think it was Forward's podcast. It was um, Josh Lenart. Uh, Josh, I can't say his surname. Lenartowitz. Yeah, Lenartowitz. it was him. Yeah, he was on um, 
Dennis's podcast and he was like, yeah, it's really hard to get hold of GH over here. And I went and had my blood work done because obviously he had the, uh, the sort of the tumour and the skull thing, didn't he? And uh, he said he had his blood work done and they were like, and he told them like, you know, I've been on, you know, this, this, this and this and GH and they were like, You've got you've got no GH in your system. So he was like raging that he's just spent like God knows how much it costs in Australia. So he was like, What do you mean I've not got any in my system? <laughs> you be would you? But then if you spend that much money on growth hormone, why don't you, you pay for a test kit and get it tested? That's the thing. That's more of a reason to get your blood work done because you don't know what's in it, you don't know where it's come from. You know, it, everything says lab on it, but it's like it's somebody's garage or someone's basement somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, going, going back to the, the prep coaches and all the online coaching, it's so easy to make money if you want to rip people off and people are just banging out diet programs and promising fat loss. And it's lying to people. and they, They're all going to promise I'll get you as big as I possibly can, as quick as I possibly can. And anybody can do that, but at what cost? If yeah, you're yeah. pushing all these peptides and crazy amounts of insulin, growth hormones, really high drugs, force feeding, these drugs making you eat twice the amount of food, you're going to pile weight on, but at what cost? You, so I, I don't understand why insulin's still a thing. I mean, there's a few in the industry mentioning their names that really push insulin and rate it. And I, I used it when I was younger. Uh, and of course, you put weights on. I got big, I got bloated. As soon as I come off it, I went straight back down. Like from the risk of taking, it, it's hard to fuck up. But if you fuck up, you're fucked. It's yeah. not something you pl- prat around with. You, you need a, to know a few exactly people have doing. passed away from it. And I think yeah. once, once it's, I think, I'm not saying. Milos sort of pioneered it but I think Milos uh, Sarchev was one of the first guys to come out openly and saying you know back in like the I think it was like the late 80s early 90s saying that he was using it and then I think it sort of the word got out from then but I think a lot of people did pass away back then from not understanding the drug though you know there was no like lack of education stupidity I mean if, if you're really serious about you're one of the big big guys and you you're pushing near a thousand grams of carbs a day that's a crazy amount of food to be eating yeah. your body is not designed for that it can't cope with that so then by taking a bit of insulin will have will do wonders it help your body to absorb all of them blood sugars so you're not getting crazy hard because your pancreas can't produce that much insulin on a daily yeah. so it can help but what these people are doing is pushing the insulin waiting for sugar crashes that they're, they're taking the insulin to force them to eat more yeah more carbs rather than eating as many carbs as they can and taking the insulin to help the body absorb the carbs it's all backward and that's when it's yeah it's, it's almost dangerous. counterproductive because you, you yeah you see so imagine you put that much weight on and now your blood pressure's through the roofs so it's putting a lot of strain on your kidneys obviously your blood sugars are up and down up and down yeah it, Really not good, especially for, for your short-term health, but longevity will take years off your life. I think what a lot of prep coaches, you know, don't think about or forget is that, you know, there's an application for every single thing that we do. You know, there's a reason why you would take insulin and it's not just to get big, you know, it's not yeah. just to yeah. more muscle, just to be more full, but, you know, 
like you were just saying, you know, you use insulin to partition, you know, an excessive amount of carbs or, you know, if you're, you know, insulin resistant, whatever the case might be, you know, different things like that. That's why you would use it. But a lot of guys, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the idea that, you know, I'm, I, I have to take a grammar test, you know, I have to do this, I have to do that, you know, and different things like that, where, you know, the science just gets completely thrown out the window. It's like, yeah. why are you taking tests? For what reason? You know, for what reason are you taking insulin? You know, people are just like, oh, like I have to take it because Milo said that he takes it. You know, like you were saying before. Yeah. You know, and I know. I, especially- do, I don't think Milos was going around saying everybody take this. I'm taking no, it. No. I just think he was the first person to come out honestly saying he was. And people taking like this physique a lot. So you know, when 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 someone says, hey, you know, and that's one thing that. I'm not against people, you know, talking about their cycles or things like that on YouTube, but I think, you know, there's a whole new generation of younger guys who are just like, Hey, this is what I take guys. This is, this is everything that I take. And you know, these kids, they get so excited. Like, Oh, no, X YouTuber is taking, you know, he's taking 1500 milligrams of this and he's taking, you know, insulin with this and he's doing this. And it's like, as a young kid, you know, you're 15 years old, 60 years old. You're like, Oh, he literally just said not to do this, but why would I not? You know, he's doing it. He's fine. He's healthy. You know? Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, me, Dean, you know, Ricky, we've had Nick Tregilly on tennis, Terence Ruffin. We've discussed um, at length, to be honest, on a lot of podcasts about the younger generation jumping straight in. And obviously, because gear is so accessible to so many kids nowadays, it's just handed out like Skittles. Um, we, we've we've covered, uh, you know, at, at length that we're, we're all pretty much non don't don't bother it's 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 not worth the money it's not worth your time because if there's no foundation there and commitment to even just going to the gym and having a schedule with the gym it's like what 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 are you doing it for at that point you're not a competitor if you just join the gym like you've got to you've got to understand is this is this a phase or is this a passion here we go (laughs) meal number nine But yeah, man, I mean, it's crazy. Like I'll be in the gym, you know, and I'll be, you know, doing my thing, whether I'm training a client or, you know, working out by myself, you know, I'll have like, you know, an 18 year old kid walk up to me. It's just like, Hey man, like, so, you know, do you, do you think that Anavar is a good, is Anavar is a good drug? And I'm just like, dude, why do you know what Anavar is, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, I always tell them, I'm just like, dude, why are you asking me, you know, about, about drugs right now? Like what, you know, like there'll be kids, you know, who, you know, they bench press max, you know, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, you know, and they're, you know, they do their, they do their, you know, quarter squats with two and a half plates, you know, and it's just like, why are you asking me about drugs? Why? Yeah, it should be form, repetitions, time, on yes, yeah, 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 things, yeah. things to elevate their actual training or diet. Yeah. Yeah. Eat some food or actually lift some weight. Yeah. Exactly, so I, got, man. I do a lot You're of just questions like- and answers and I always bring up this one. It was hilarious. This I think he was 15 or maybe less, like a 15-year-old kid. He, he asked me, like, oh, I'm thinking of starting a cycle. What's the best cycle I, I should be doing? And I was like, 15 years old. The only cycle you should be doing is on a fucking push bike. <laughs> on a BMX. <laughs> he, he needs to do one of them old-school cycles of that Celtec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, Super Pump 250. <laughs> Oh my days. Yeah, you see man, him so driving at, at my gym out here, man. Does what? Sorry. Like you it's it's so prevalent out here in my gym. Like women on women on insulin, women on trend, 
Yeah. Trent. All that Ooh. shit, man. Yeah. Damn. You see, you see it all. You see it all, man. It's it's crazy just just how like accessible it is because I can remember when I was when I was about 18, 19, I, I I struggled to get hold of anything from anyone because people were so like no like it was so like sort of behind closed doors, you know it would be easier to go and get weed or coke from from someone you know three doors down yeah. than it would be to get hold of anything and then even back then you couldn't get everything you needed for the cycle to start it straight in one in one payment from someone you'd be like oh i've got my d-ball i've got my source now i've just got to wait for my deca yeah two weeks and like, oh, okay <laughs> it's funny because like when i was 18 19 years old which really wasn't that long ago it was five six years ago i didn't know where to even buy this stuff i didn't even know like how it worked or anything like that you know i i like i genuinely just didn't know and now i've got you know legitimate like kids walking up to me, asking me about trend. And I'm just like, what? like, like it just, it's like, what the world? Like, I feel like an old ass man now. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally your age. What don't, the don't, hell? I'm 37. <laughs> don't, don't say you're old. <laughs> 37. Yeah, I'm about yeah, 41. Jeez. 41? Yeah. yeah. Wait, Jay, dude, how old are you? I'm don't 24. Be, yeah, he's, he's a young boy. Fuck, man. How old are you, man, Ricky? About 28? 32. 30, oh. Bodybuilding makes you look young. Like, that's a full... It, yeah, it works. I, thought, I, I thought Ricky was younger than that. Yeah, you guys all look younger than your ages. I mean, that's coming from a young dude. I don't know. I, I, I know some guys on 6,000 6, milligram of Tren and Test a week, and they look like 50 years older than they should. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> I do meet, like, I you know, I meet some of the other younger guys, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, this guy, he's probably, like, He's probably like 35, you know, 40. And then they're like, oh, no, I'm 26. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay. Damn. Damn, I feel old. What are you eating, Ricky? Cereal. Oh, just see. see. Well, that's the post-workout meal. That's, that's uh, yeah. You got, the, yeah. you got the protein powder, too? That's not even a bowl. That's a bucket. Are you, take, <laughs> are you taking notes, Jared? Get one oh, yeah. bucket, right. one whole box of cereal. What cereal is it? Uh, some some frosted flakes, man. Oh, you guys don't have a lot of cereals in the UK, man. We we got loads. They're just what you do? Yeah, they're, they're just awful. Yeah, like, I hear like you got like, just, sugar and, and, and oh, like no, because a lot of our foods, believe it or not, is a lot cleaner and a lot less processed than the obviously the American ones. We're but not like, far behind now, though, are we? It's getting worse. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, people, people always come over here and they're just like, oh, like you know, like I was talking to my my buddy Ash actually, um, right? He's Ryan Terry's photographer, but he was telling me that you know all these cereals and all this other stuff that you, you guys don't really have that much. Different yeah, types of stuff. I mean, we've got we've got a few, but they're they're all bad. Like if yeah. if I went out and bought cereal, I'd go to somewhere like uh, we've got like a big chain of stores called B and M. I'd probably go get some Lucky Charms because you can't get them in the <laughs> supermarkets. You can't get them anywhere. They're like rare, and they're they're I mean they're what four or five pound a carton, so that's probably about eight nine dollars. Yeah, that's how rare they are. So, but I'd pay it. I'm like I love them. Let's get them. <laughs> 
that reminds me of like like supreme hype beasts and like people that like you know spend all this money so they can wear like supreme or a certain brand and you're just going to the grocery store flexing on cereal yeah lucky charms <laughs> yeah and you get two i mean let's be honest because these have you ever read the portion sizes on on cereal it'll say like 35 grams and i'm like 30 grams yeah. who's eating this a baby like i'm like i get the biggest bowl i've got i'm filling that bowl up like my daughter grams. Is if i'm eating cereal i'm doing the box let's go hey, uh, he can smoke like four servings <laughs> easily 125 grams man see he knows he knows that's, that's see, like half a box now, isn't it i'm jealous what, what's your post hey, Today it's it's um well it was two hundred and twenty five grams of beef and hundred grams of spinach. Oh, I slept. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Yeah, I'm currently ten hey. pounds over weight cap weight now. Jerry, when I see you at tournament, man, if you see me eating, you know, some McDonald's, man, just just keep walking by, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends, bro. It depends if it's you after free time. I might get a burger too. <laughs> Ricky, but there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to see. Yeah, man. Keep stepping. Just... <laughs> I'm be like, like Ricky, you, you think I you think I was flat at prejudging, don't you? That's all I'm gonna say. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be throwing Ricky be like, Jared, is a cheeseburger while you're on stage. Fell up. It's funny because uh, with that throwing, dance, throwing frosty flakes at him. My qualifier for uh, for for uh, Junior USA's last year uh, before I turned pro, uh, I was literally chewing a, uh, chewing a, uh, a chocolate bar as I was walking on stage for prejudging because I was a little flat. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, that's hopeful. <laughs> Thinking it was going to process in time. Man, I was just I was just hoping that was going to have freaking chocolate on my teeth. <laughs> What's your post workout then, uh, Dean? Oof. You know, you know what? Now being healthy, I've actually pushed my food up and trying to eat six meals again. But I was only eating like two meals. I was fasting. I was hardly eating any carbs, a bit more fats. At, at the minute, say, so I run you through a normal day. Either be steak or salmon with avocado, eggs, and a bit of wholemeal toast for breakfast. And then I have my super smoothie, which has got like seven to nine vegetables, two, three fruits, every seed powder you could think of in it, all kinds of spices, herbs. And then I get to the gym, like one hour later, I have to cram my next meal. So it could be chicken or beef with rice. Then I train, then I'll have a protein shake, chuck some oats in there. By the time I get back home, I, I cook the next meal then, Probably fish and vegetables, something yeah. like that. And then same again. I, I don't eat that much, and I don't eat that much. Even, <laughs> it's just real up like my my week shopping in a day. It's not the day. I mean, it's <laughs> what I used to. I used, I used to push like a good four thousand clean calories a day when I was trying to put weight. So I much struggled to eat that. It's a lot of carbs when you you you're eating so clean. So um, I mean, that's a lot of veg. That's a lot of fibrous carbs as well. I eat, I'm very big on vegetables these days. Yes, yeah. fiber is so important. It's feeds your microbiome, isn't it? And you need as many. The, the The key to a good microbiome is diversity in plants, because only plants have fiber, and the bacteria feed off fiber. So every different plant has different bacteria. That's different fiber that feeds different yeah. bacteria. So what you feed will thrive. 
what you don't feed will starve off. So if you don't eat all these good different vegetables, then you start to get less and less of those bacteria. And then later down the line, you start to have problems in your stomach. That's a good point now, because a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, when bodybuilders are having like, it's broccoli is such a foundational sort of vegetable for most bodybuilders. But when you break it down, that it's, it's, almost classed as a carb because it's fibrous it helps with like the hormone leptin which obviously helps you know things like losing body fat and stuff like that i think they just see people eating these things and there's no correlation as to why why is eating broccoli because of all the vegetables we can choose broccoli isn't the best one to eat for flavor is it yeah do you you know how many different edible plants there are in the world how many could you guess a lot about oh, 300,000 300 wow and what do I we even know. eat and like I, I i worked i eat a lot of, of fruits and vegetables and i worked it out so to get a good healthy microbiome you should try and aim to get at least 30 different plants a week i worked Fancy. mine out and i got 54 i was i was amazed asking for a friend can we can we smoke any of them well if you consume it <laughs> <different> plants, <laughs> When I say like plant, you're like, oh, well, I don't eat that many vegetables. But you think about it, that that's any plant. So you, you like uh, rice, uh, oats, wheat, you, all your different spices, herbs, um, okay, fruit, okay. vegetables. When I worked it out, what I'm sticking in my spoons and eating, I got I got 54 in one one average week. So um, how much is your weekly shopping bill? You know, when I was pushing food and I was trying to eat, so it'd be about a hundred English pounds a week. Just, just for you, or is that myself, like a family? Yeah. Just you, just myself. Yeah, yeah. that that's a lot of steak, a lot of salmon, and it, that that's where the money really costs. Yeah, yeah. But but now I, I don't eat half half the food, but it, it's still not cheap because I, I try to get better quality food. Like yeah. I don't always buy it, but you know, like the difference between farm salmon and wild salmon is phenomenal. The amount of omega three in it, whereas farm salmon's pretty shit to be honest, compared to wild. It's still great, but you sat there with a piano behind you, and you can afford better salmon than we can. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we, we're on a budget, Dean. Do you know how much this cost me? You probably mugged someone. Baby grand piano. <laughs> so chef, they got it given me. Yeah, because they looked at you and got scared. And they're like, just take it, just take it. No, you, you know how much this fucking thing weighs? About I the same as you. Kilo, we had to carry the bastard. It done me Wait, back. it was just you, wasn't it? You just deadlifted it with one arm. It was me and my missus. <laughs> She's stronger than me. Did she have the wheel? Because they have one wheel <laughs> on a corner, don't they? <laughs> Her shell's stronger than me. I was just pretending she had it on her back. You're going to play a song. I do like your setup, man. You got a lot of zen going on there, man. It looks tranquil. It's very feng shui, isn't it? Yeah, I got got away from all the horrible truths. What's that? Is it a Buddha? Am I wrong? No? Yeah, yeah. There's there's two two Buddhas there. Good. The plant theme going on. I like it. I like it. Is that a real plant or... Yeah, of course. You not You got yet. succulents on the right and the in the in the uh, snake plant on the left. No, it's the shit. Succulents and snake plants. I've yeah. actually got a, a dead bonsai there. I think I've killed it. Oh man! <laughs> probably at it or the plant thirty plants a week. Get <laughs> at the bonsai. He ate it. Fifty-four. <laughs> Come on, that'd be fifty-five. Went to these fucking smoothie. 
<laughs> wax all wax off <laughs> oh my days right I think because we've been on now how long have we been on but nearly two hours guys wow that's crazy Damn. it's Ricky he doesn't stop talking when he comes on he's just constantly like fuck Brian at Brian bring the smoke there you go you see bullshit <laughs> tell you bullshit man <laughs> I'm over, man, I'm, I'm over here making sure I'm over here making sure my animals eat, man. <laughs> Your animals? What you got? Man, you seen what I po- you seen what I posted a few weeks ago? You got uh-huh. snakes, don't you? Yeah, that's right. You, what snakes See, I'm have you real, got? I'm a real fan. Huh? Oh, Joe, you just playing me like that? <laughs> <laughs> We've we've got loads now. I've got um, sugar gliders because my son is just obsessed. So we've got three sugar gliders. Have you ever seen them? They're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got three sugar gliders. We've got two chinchillas that are literally like right next to me in a massive cage. And then we've got um, <laughs> axolotls. Oh, they're like the little frog, like weird things. I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, what they're called. I can't think what they're called. Um... But it looks like a lizard that sort of lives under the water. Limbs, yeah. They're yeah, crazy. yeah, we've we got two of them. They're pretty cool. Dean's yeah, you're making me jealous when all I've got left is my, my little gecko and the two cats. Cats? Oh, I, I hate cats. Oh, you can't hate cats. They're on. pointless. It's a, it's a pointless pet because they just go out all day. They fuck off all day and they come back and they bring dead things to your door. <laughs> Presents. It's like owning a pigeon. It's like, what's the point? They're just gone for the day and then they come back when they want. When them times were hard and I couldn't afford protein, I'm happy with a dead if, pigeon. Or if, dead you, if, if you own a cat, that house is the cat's house. It's not your house. Oh, yeah. How, that cat is allowing you to stay in your home. <laughs> there's I no loyalty with a cat. Nice cat. Hmm? I've only met one nice cat my whole life. I met one nice yeah. cat. I was, I was drunk at a party in college and I fell asleep. And I woke up and I had a kitten just sitting right here. And my ass, I was like, I was like, I think this, I think this motherfucker likes me. <laughs> He's looking at that bicep thinking there's protein for days. Just there. nestled in, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Right. Should we do this again sometime? Man, I would love to. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. No, I had to. I had to have you on as soon as, soon as we started talking that day. Like, obviously, me and Ricky have been friends for what, about three years now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's it's always it's always fun. It's always nice to have a catch up, and it's nice to get other people sort of having a conversation that probably wouldn't normally talk, especially if you're in a different category as well. You might just say hi at a show or something, then that'd be it. And I think since obviously I had Ricky on and Terence, they've just hit it off from from then and you know we've had a lot of other people on that have sort of just become friends and stuff it's pretty cool hell yeah honestly like i said i'm honored i just feel like the baby you know i feel like the baby in the industry so anybody you know i love it i appreciate it it's it's networking isn't it it's networking. you're 24 years old and you're an ifbb pro you're doing extremely well you got a long way to go yet and i'm I'm sure you're gonna have an amazing career ahead of you looking at your physique how it is today you've got a lot of room to grow you're Thank doing you. extremely well i really appreciate that dean yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I can't um, wait to see both of you this year 
especially yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone anyone can get big anyone can grow muscle anyone can get shredded not anybody can have that shape and then kind of genetics like you you've got that now you can build on it and have what most never can so uh, appreciate that them wide shoulders that tiny little waist they're awesome thank for you i'll say it like yeah. this man i'm you got you, well, William. William saw it himself, man. I take I take it very, 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 very seriously. You know, it's it's my absolute goal to you know reach my potential. You know, or not just reach my potential, but push it. You know, so I appreciate you. This means a lot to me because you know I was I was just a skinny kid. You know, I like to tell people. You know, I want I don't want to take to tell a crazy story, but I was I was a young guy. I was bullied a lot. I was real skinny. I was real small. You know, and you know I I was overlooked for everything that I did, sports, everything. Um, so, you know, it was my, you know, it's my life's purpose to be the best bodybuilder I could be on top of being the best person that I could be. But, you know, it just means so much to me to, you know, hear the positive things from you guys. It really does. You're going to do big things. You're going to do big Man, things. Man, I'm, uh, I'm excited to watch you. Thank you. Rick. I'm excited to watch you live. Bro. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, never seen you in person, but I'm, I'm excited to watch you live, man. I really like I said, I'll be, I'll be at that show. The show is probably like, the show is probably like, 15, maybe 20 minutes from where I live. Man. Wow. That's awesome, man. Dude, go. I would love to link up with yeah. you, you know, while we're there. I'm only going to be there for a little bit, but definitely would love to, you know, you know, keep, keep chopping it up with you, brother. Yeah, he wants some cereal. Oh, yeah, of course, man. Appreciate that. You bring the cereal, he'll bring the cheeseburgers. <laughs> it's a yeah, date. Right. It's hey. a date. Yeah, but it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> done deal, man. Done, done deal. Done deal. All right. <laughs> 